Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. All right. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Nicole, how are you today? I'm good. You know, it's been another busy week. And I, I know I said that when we first got on the phone today and you were like, you always have busy weeks. <laughs> That's right. It's true. I do. I just have a lot of stuff, I guess. There's always a lot going on at work, you know, and something that you and I were talking about was, you know, and you were giving, giving me some personal things that you were working on and doing. And I thought, you know, work is important. And and we'll talk a little bit about work later to, later in this podcast. But, you know, you're doing some really cool things outside of work, too. And, and I think yeah. that that's extremely important. And I don't think you mind sharing about building, uh, buying a new house, doing some other stuff with this house. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. My, my husband and I have been into DIY home renovations for a long time. And he's he's become quite the expert. He can do plaster and woodworking and all sorts of stuff. So we bought a big old kind of beat up house. That's in a really good location. It kind of overlooks the park and we'll be working on that for the next three years, probably. (laughs) but it'll be our, a long-term home for us. We're hoping. So it is, it is good though. You know, I was telling you that, um, sometimes, uh, you know, I think, especially with community management, it's such a field that we get into because we're so passionate about it. Right. And a lot of us really, it's a career that ties to our core values and it's easy to forget to be a person outside of work sometimes. And it is so important to remember that you have a lot of value and things about yourself outside of your job and to find that balance so you can be, be in a good place to come to work, I guess. (laughs) No, I I agree with that a hundred percent. And this is not what the podcast is about today, but you know, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately is, you know, sometimes we just get so focused in on our work and when, you know, or I do, and that I get frustrated with people in general, you know, at work because, you know, they're not yeah. doing what I want them to do or whatever. And I had to, like yesterday, I had to take a step back and think they're just trying to do their jobs. You know, like it's not, and, and that's on me to, you know, change my attitude and change my thinking. And I think part of that is you got to get away from work right? Like you have to go mm-hmm. and do something that you love. Look, I mean, I don't know that anybody loves just rebuilding a house or whatever, but it is something that's very personal to you. It's a long-term goal and things like that, you know, and you have to get out and do those things and take care of yourself, you know, and, and I just think that's so important, but well, it's a, a good bit. reminder for everyone. It's the kickoff of summer. That's Schedule right. yourselves a vacation somewhere in here. You know, I, I remember you and I talking about this a year ago when I was getting ready to go on my sabbatical. Um, so yeah, PSA, community managers, go take a vacation. <laughs> Are you doing another uh, sabbatical or is that you just get one every five years or something? Uh, that was a, a five-year anniversary oh, thing. Okay. So Maybe 10 no, no months of reading books by the lake for me this year. <laughs> <laughs> take a week or two off here and there. So, um, you know, something that came up uh, in our conversation and, and something I'm very passionate about is that, you know, community leaders, community managers um, do a lot of work. And like you said, I mean, we're very passionate about what we do, but sometimes what we forget to do, and and maybe we don't forget, maybe it's just hard and we don't understand how to do it or whatever is when you're showing your metrics and when you're showing, you know, value to the business, you know, you have, we slightly have talked about this before. You have to show um, 
value where the business is. So for example, if you're in the marketing team or if you want to show value to the marketing team, you have to show metrics that they care about. If you're customer success or support, you have to show you know, metrics that they care about. And it's more than, than just the metrics. It's the story behind those metrics. And the story is different. You know, and I'll say this and I'll let you, uh, is, is that community touches almost every aspect of the business from a product company anyways, for sure. Um, and, it, and, it, and it stinks sometimes that it's on us to have to show every part of the business what the value is of community to their language. But that's what it is. And until we can do those things right, um, I don't believe that, you know, community deserves a seat at the CEO table. I'm not saying we shouldn't be able to speak to the CEO or leaders within, but I don't know. I mean, do we really deserve that just because we feel like that and we do so much and we talk? I don't know. I, I just want to get your thoughts, Nicole, on, on some of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to your point, being able to collect the data, measure your impact, understand what stats are going to be relevant to different teams. And most important of all, and I think this is probably what we kind of want to get into today is how do you tell the story of that? Because it's one thing to show up and be like, here's my numbers, but you have to interpret them for people. I think a lot of people um, go, oh, well, it's numbers. So it's just, it's information and people can just look at it and discern what it means. But you can tell that story a lot of different ways. And yeah. it's really important to tell the compelling story. Um, but I think that this is a skill set that it's interesting. When I started in community management, I was, I, I guess I was freelancing, right? I was a contractor. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do all my own data because I had to go show my, the people who were paying my contracts, what my value was. One yeah. of the things I'm seeing increasingly in business is a lot of, um, especially newer people coming in mm-hmm. and just sort of having an expectation that, oh, well, that should all be automated or there's a data science team that should put that together for me. And I'm like, you know, back in my day, we just sat down and wrote it down on a piece of paper. Exactly. Um, I think you it's sound like you're old or something. You're not, <laughs> you know, I've been in the industry a little while here. Um, yeah. back when like, you know, a lot of these social networks didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is such an important skill set for community managers and community builders to have. And even if you do have access to a data scientist and a team that can put together a beautiful dashboard and all of that stuff, it's still important that you, at the end of the day, know what's being measured and why and can pick apart the data and you're not just trusting an automated report that gets sent to you. Because, you know, one of the biggest things I've always learned is it's really important to look for the discrepancies in the data and sort of tease that out and not just be like, oh, that's weird. But wait, those things are going in opposite directions and they shouldn't. They should go in the same direction. What's going on there and and picking that apart. Um, But no, to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. We need to, you have to have the data. You have to be able to tell the story. And you have to know what metrics are relevant to your stakeholders. And I think for a lot of us, especially when we're getting started in this space, that's one of the hardest things to figure out because you got to go learn what's important to every part of the business in order to be able to report on the things that are relevant to them. I think that 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 is true. I mean, each leader is a little bit different in how they kind of uh, set out their goals and things, but some of them some of those goals are very similar in every, any company you go to, whether it's marketing and uh, yeah. customer success or product or, you know. <laughs> At the so, end of the so, day, it's what's the impact on revenue, right? <laughs> it is. 
And I'll tell, if you don't mind, I want to tell a little story of some things that I've been working on. And yeah, and I, I know and... that you've got a cool new reporting dashboard you were telling me about. So I'd love to hear about that. Okay. And and so, yeah, tell us what you're working Let's on and, and tell yeah. us about your dashboard. Yeah, I, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> but You should be. It's beautiful. It's, it's Yeah, and you get to see it. So uh, thank you. Um, so one of the things that, um, and I didn't tell you this the whole story. So uh, you're you're in for a nice little. So so something that we talked about was you know how do we present data that matters to the business. So for me, I report into the CMO, and one of the things that I've had a hard time doing from a community standpoint. Think about what community solves mostly today uh, from a uh, product or from a product company standpoint. Right, you're looking at case deflection. You're looking at existing customers getting the most value out of you know, whether it's webinars or Q&A, so that they don't have to go to support. And we have, it's honestly, mostly a support community. I'm slowly but surely trying to change some of that. But so you have existing customers, partners, those kinds of things. And and so it was like, I report to the CMO, you know, they don't, not to say they don't care about case deflection, but they don't really care about case deflection. <laughs> you know what I mean? And kind of do, but that's not what they're focused on. What What are they focused on? They're focused on net new business. They're focused in on uh, influenced revenue pipeline, right? So, and 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 you know, what do they do to do that? They do all these things digitally. So, stuff on the website where people can download different things. Stuff on you know events that they can kind of you know know who came to an event. You know, push that into a, a Salesforce kind of thing or whatever. You know, and then start looking at influenced pipeline from those events and things like that. Uh, and then, you know, they have this whole ABM or AB, you know, account-based marketing strategy and things like that. So, so for the last three or four months, I've been working on uh, a few things. One is how do I automate my dashboard that has all things community metrics? So when you think of how many people have registered to the community, how many, who, who and uh, when are they, posting discussions, how many discussions, how many are answered, how many are not answered, all these engagement, how many, who is logging in, who isn't logging in, all, you know, what's the percentage of those things. And so you've seen that dashboard for the most part. So that's one. So I've, I've, so we use higher logic as our community uh, platform. We use Google analytics, things like that. So I'm pushing all that data now into an automated system called Tableau, which I think everybody knows what Tableau is. And now I don't have to spend three or four hours trying to get all of my uh, metrics. So that's that took me three to four months. Took a long time. I used a company called Graziti. So you mentioned, hey, you know, uh, data scientists, if you don't have one, think outside the box, right? Go get a company that can do it. Graziti or I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, companies that, that can help you do that and, and do that for a living, right? And it's relatively... I'd say inexpensive, but you know, if you have a little budget, do that. But the overall goal for doing that really is is to kind of think about our ABM. How do I? So, do you know what account-based marketing is, Nicole? Just as a, I do, but I think you should define yeah. define it for everybody because that was actually a newer term for me more recently. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's it's kind of newer to me over the last eight to twelve months. Um, but basically, account-based marketing is a way to um, and, and it's and it's different than MQLs. So MQLs is kind of this, hey, you got a lead, let's call on that lead. Okay. And then boom. But 
from the Foresters and other companies, they're saying MQL is dead, right? So it's not really the way to do anything. So the way they kind of track that, you know, there's systems like Sixth Sense and uh, other things that you track when uh, a prospect is, or multiple prospects from one company. So you let's say three people, for example, from one company are doing some things, whether they're downloading something from your website, they went to an event, you know, uh, or did different things. You can track that through uh, Tableau, Salesforce, all these things. You know when people did certain things, but you don't call on these people until there's, you, you set the threshold. And for us, the threshold is three users, three people from one account doing something. So if there's three hmm. people and there's a dashboard for your BDRs to kind of do it, point is it's a net new thing. You put certain accounts and you go after those accounts. So you could have a thousand accounts that you're going after. And if there's three people from one of those thousands accounts from that one account doing something, then, then you could say, BDRs, go after them. Go talk to them, call them, email them, do all these things. But don't do anything until there's there's like like we're gonna make people. sure they're really interested they're, yeah. they're warmed up and then so we we have a green light where community plays in my opinion and we'll see nobody has ever done this nicole no one that i know of and so i'm very interested to see uh how it happens how it goes so for me to do that dashboard i had to automate all that stuff into tableau so i had i did have you know somebody that's a tableau expert at relto and some uh data stuff um, help us, but we worked with Graziti to, to automate that. Now the next step is, is those interactions with community. So logins from an account, uh, posts from the account, replies, likes, downloads, whatever, right? Just from community. All those engagements will then be pushed to kind of a, an existing customer. So, um, I'm not 100% sure how this is going to uh, wreck, but it's going to be somewhat similar to our net new that I just described. And so when there's, let's say there's three uh, people from one account doing something that are an existing account. So we're looking now at expansion, upsell, cross-sell opportunities within uh, that, that one account. So let's say ABC company goes to a community event and three people start logging in and doing these things. Now we can tie that engagement uh, to our AB, we call it ABX, but ABM model and say, hey, look, there's some potential that these people are, you know, wanting to do more with Reltio. And so mm-hmm. then we'll go after them to say, hey, you know, we have this thing that might be interesting to you or whatever. And we can be specific on our webinars and things like that uh, in the future. And even the things that we talk about on community or blogs or whatever, so content being produced. So I'm really excited about how that goes in the next few months. So yeah, that's awesome. It's, and it's so important. It's so good to have that plugged into those things. You know, I was just talking with, gosh, I don't even remember who somebody yesterday about how one of the big things that we did that was really successful. Oh, it was on the community hacks show. We were talking about data and things like that. And one of the big things that we were discussing was coming back to data and what I did is I looked at how other teams were measuring and reporting on stuff and said, I want to use those same metrics. Exactly. I want our stuff to show up in the same dashboard. I want to report on it in the yes. same way so that you could look at a community event versus a webinar that the marketing team is doing. And you can compare apples to apples. And when we report on our stuff, 
it has meaning to those executives. And we're not saying like, oh, community is this special different unicorn. And you have to think about, you have to know all this stuff to understand it. I'm much more all about, hey, let's put it in the same terms as the rest of the business. Let's let's act like we're a mature motion just like everybody else does. And that has been really successful for us. I know that getting our events, you know, into the same attribution models and the same metrics and the same dashboards, mm-hmm. it's it's actually led to um we we've reformed where they're sort of moving us around a little bit at Zendesk, but they're making a customer marketing team that's largely anchored by community. And I think Love it's it. because we've been able to talk about these things in terms of they're like, oh, this is a really important thing we should invest in. They're clearly having success. And before we started doing that, we were always trying to like make the case for why we needed to be invested in, why we needed That's to right. have these resources. And this time it just kind of got handed to us because we've integrated that data and it, it's just part of everybody's day to day. I love that. And, uh, and I, I think that's so important. Um, like a year and a half ago, I did something similar. I was like, with those webinars that I was telling you about on the community stuff, I was like, well, how is marketing tracking influence revenue? What are they doing? Because they're doing right. events, they're doing their own webinars, they're doing events, they're doing all kinds of things. And so what I did was, and I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I want to see influence revenue with community webinars. And yeah. so I just, I just pushed my stuff into the same model that they were exactly. doing. So I started using the same Zoom that they use. I started using the same, uh, you know, and I just kind of started talking to the folks. I had to wait four or five months to start seeing real data, you know, but I just used and and it worked. So you're exactly right. I think you have to, instead of just seeing community as a unicorn, maybe we are, but we are just part of the business, just like every other part of the business. You know what I mean? And yes, we touch a lot of things, but I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that's the secret is use what others are doing, you know, and tell the same story that they're telling in some ways. Just well. And just from get, uh, getting things done at work perspective, it can be a lot easier to like get those dashboards and get those reports when you're not having to come up with a new different kind of metric or, you know, when you're like, hey, let's just take that thing you guys did over there and connect it with this data source and kind of replicate it. And then, you know, you've got your data teams or whoever else is working with you and helping you saying, oh yeah, we know how to do that. We've done that before, as opposed to, oh, well, we got to do this whole discovery and figure out what this new thing is. And, you know, you you started the conversation with, hey, we need to be able to report to all these different stakeholders. And a theme that comes up with us a lot is how much community is and should be threaded throughout and embedded into the business. And so, yeah. you know, for a long time, I think in the community industry, there's been this like, oh, community should be its own silo and we should do our own thing. And we're really unique. And I think I'm seeing a lot of conversations happening in different places where everybody's saying, yeah, I mean, that would be cool, right? And it would make our lives easier because we wouldn't have to explain yeah. so much. We could just operate in our own silo. On the other hand, I think this sort of embedding and threading throughout makes you indispensable to so many different parts of the business. It helps you have impact to your users across so many different parts of the business. So I think it's it's really smart to you know, connect the dots with all of those pieces. And I know like for my team, we now have like, okay, these stats get co-reported on with product marketing and these stats get co-reported on with regional marketing and these things get co-reported on with support. And so now our data is showing up in reports on so many different teams and by different executives. And we now have partners in all of these teams that can champion us. So 
we can be five people that are dedicated to community, but we have two dozen people throughout the business who are well-versed on community, who work deeply with us, who can report on our things for us. You know, they can speak to what we need when we're not in the room. And that is amazing. And I think that is a really important impact, but it all comes back to having the data and knowing how to tell the story in a way that's meaningful to those groups. And I think you're winning. You know, I think what you just told me is, is, uh, is huge. When somebody else starts reporting on your data and they're asking for your data. Yep. I mean, that's where it's golden. And I think that's the important piece of, you know, showing value for the different departments and areas, because we do touch so much, you know, and I've been thinking about that hard. It's like, you're bringing up all the stuff I'm trying to do today. So the the little story I told now is just about marketing, (laughs) you know, it's a big piece of what, what I have to do. But, you know, for me, next steps is, you know, you know, today I'm, it's just me, right. You know, still, but is how do I now, like, I feel like I have a great relationship with product. So is there, um, is there something that I can do with product usage and product data and community data now to say, you know, when users engage, and I want to prove it, not just say it, when, when users engage within, you know, community, they come to a show or, you know, webinar, or they post or they log in or whatever, you know, are they uh, adopting the product at a higher rate? Period. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. And then I want to go to support, which we already have some, you know, uh, uh, we use Search Unify as our search kind of thing within all of docs and community and uh, Zendesk and things like that, right? You know, and and so then I want to say to support and even customer success and others and say, so I want to say we're deflecting X number of cases. We're saving the company X number of dollars. And so real live business cases, stuff that you're kind of already doing, or at least have people reporting on. But I want to, I want to do it at this level. This is where, in my opinion, the problems that need to be solved are at that level for community leaders. Not, I'm not saying you shouldn't engage your users, care about your users, but at the same time, we are working for a company and we got to show the value. You know what I mean? Like at yep. that level, it's hard, but I want to do, well, I want to do those hard things, and- <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean, and this thing is like, it takes time, right? Like I'm oh. talking about this cool stuff I'm doing. Yes. I've been as end of six and a half years. I mean, this mm-hmm. didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of embedding myself with different teams, understanding what they were doing and how they were doing it. Yeah. Going to their team meetings sometimes, or their all hands and seeing what was getting reported on and then connecting the dots. And, you know, you kind of do it one group at a time. We did it That's with right. support first, and then we started working with product feedback and then we started working with some of the marketing teams and now we're starting to work with some of the communications teams and you just do each piece and get it in place. And then you keep going. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording here is um, in order to do all of this, right. Yeah. You have to plan ahead. Oh, you no. need to start every project thinking about if this is successful, which you should always assume you're mm-hmm. going to be successful. Um, how am I going to tell that story, right? Like, yeah. what is the story I'm going to want to tell about this thing that I'm implementing? How am I going to tell that story? What are going to be my big points? And what is the data I'm going to need to back that up? Yeah. And then you got to put things in place because sometimes you need to go set up a goal in Google Analytics, or you need to tag something in your whatever measurement system you're using, or right. you need to 
sit down and write down on a piece of paper every week, how much the thing has gotten bigger, (laughs) if that's what it comes down to so that you've got your baseline, you've got your structure in place. And at the end of the day, you have the data. You can't just assume it is getting tracked and exists somewhere. People have got to see it too. Right. You know, and you're absolutely right. You have to plan on what's next. You know, for me, I'm thinking three years out, you know, like, this is, you know, I'm just, so when you think about what what I'm doing today is I've built programs. So I've built the Realty community from ground up. So that was step one, right? You know, is yeah. how do you do that? And then step two is you can't accomplish it all at one time. I mean, it just takes stages and time and effort. Step two was how do I, you know, like you start building programs. Like we have a webinar program. We have a, we had a blog program. We're doing a lot of different events and things like that, right? So that's that. And then then it's automating. So now you have data. So how do I look at, instead of me spending three or four hours, you know, trying to find all this data and building a dashboard from, you know what I mean? Like literally that's what it was for the first year or two, you know, was just doing all that stuff. And I was like, man, this is tough. How do I start automating the data? Then how do I embed myself into the pipeline, the influence pipeline? How do I start looking at the ABM? Then it's, how do I start looking at case deflection? Then it's, you know, and then how do you tell that story and build those dashboards for those kind of uh, stories that you're, you're telling you're, I love what you're doing and, and it's really cool to kind of see. And it gives me some really good ideas to, to start, you know, Hey, look, I need to start thinking, how do I get product to start using my data? How do I start getting so-and-so to, you know what I mean? To some degree they do, but not like yours. Well, thank you. And I, you know, I just, I think it's such an important skill set to build. And I know in the earlier days of my career, I would often get frustrated. Like, well, why, yeah. why doesn't anybody I else see do. the value of this? And like, why but isn't yeah. anybody listening to me? And how do I get them to do this? And the answer was, you got to figure out what is important to them mm-hmm. and how you can tell the story of how what you're doing connects to it. And if you don't have data to back it up, you know, at least get anecdotal things, right? At least get yeah. a couple quotes from users or some stories you can tell. But ideally, you have the data and then you make the data really accessible. Um, I think the other thing that is tricky about it is determining what data is important, right? There are Uh so many things you can measure and so many different ways that you can build those things out. And so that's where, you know, to the earlier point of understand how other teams are reporting on something and see how you can thread your information into that and make sure you've got a data point that shows up on that dashboard and, and that kind of thing. I remember um, a while back, one of my employees, when they were newer, came to me and they're like, well, here's all of our event data. And just like plopped me a deck with 10 <laughs> slides that had every stat. And I was like, okay, so what are your takeaways? Like, what did you learn from that? And he's like, well, I mean, you can look at the data and you know, maybe you can tell me what that means to you. And I was like, okay, well, we need to, we need to build that skill set of yeah. here's 300 numbers <laughs> Which three nothing. are most important and what yeah. do they tell you and how do they one show the value or two inform the action you're going to take going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one thing to say we had a thousand people show up at an event. Well, what's the context? Is that good? Is that bad? Is that better than before? If it's better, why did we have more people this time? Did you market it differently? Was it the topic? You know, there's so many things to unpack within that. And so just telling me how many people showed up 
doesn't tell me anything. You got to give me the context and you got to. That's just the sexy number, right? You know, right, right. <laughs> okay. A thousand people showed up. Okay. All right. That's great. Uh, and, and that is, I mean, that's a number that you'll want to show because I think, you know, everybody wants to see the sexy number and they, you know, but you know, what, what are the outcomes? What are the business outcomes that came from it? Well, it influenced X number of dollars in pipeline. It really just got more people excited because of AB, you know, I mean, I love that. I mean, and I love that you're, you know, teaching your folks how to kind of, you know, uh, tell the story around the data, you know, I think that's well, important. You know, one of the things we did, we took a page from some of the other team's books and we started doing basically what we're calling a quarterly business review for our own manager, right? Yeah. Where we, it, you know, it's quarterly reporting, but it's going in and saying, what did we do? What were the outcomes mm -hmm. and what did we learn and how is that informing what we're going to do next quarter or for the rest of the year? And that has been such a good exercise too, to get used to every yeah. quarter, you got to have a story to tell and data to back it up. And it really makes you start to think differently about what you're implementing and what you're doing mm -hmm. in terms of, oh, I can't just do some things to say, like, yeah, we held some webinars. I got to be able to say how many webinars we did and why we did those ones and why we picked those topics and how they were better or worse than things we've done in the past and what we're going to do in the future based on this core, you know, all yeah. of those pieces. And I think it's a really good exercise for anyone. Even if your boss isn't asking for it, just go do it. They'll be impressed. Like you'll have right. good data and information. It'll be good for your career. It'll be good for your division. You know, this is, this is how you get things done in the business world is you show the impacts and you don't wait for somebody to ask you to show it. Such good advice. And I think that, you know, uh, sometimes that's where I get frustrated, right? You know, is mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I'm doing all these things. And if you're not showing what you've done to even just, if it's just your boss to say, Hey, yep. you know, you have a monthly call, weekly call, whatever it is with your boss, show them what you're doing, but in an impactful way, if not, Hey, I'm doing these five things and the, they don't care. Yeah. I mean, nobody just, wants the to-do list. <laughs> I was just reminded about that yesterday. It's like, <laughs> you know, I have a new boss and she was like, so, you know, what's going on? I was like, well, you know, because we haven't had a lot of meetings and I thought, you know, what does she want to know? You know, and and yeah. uh, and so I came in, in what you just said is, you know, let's build something that is a dashboard or something that shows what you're doing from a business standpoint and mm -hmm. just go from there. And that will that will push for discussion. And for her, she's going to ask a lot of questions. And that's good because that means she's learning more about what we're doing in the community and what the business outcomes are for not just marketing, but also for, you know, the business. This has been a delightful conversation. Really appreciate all your expertise in this. I've learned a lot. Hopefully everybody else has, I'm sure. I, you know, you said that you've, you've been doing a podcast all about data and yeah. there could probably be one all about community data if you wanted, but we'll, we'll keep it as a recurring topic here Let's as we it. learn things and, and think about, you know, every community has got different ways. They got to report and stuff too. You and I are both looking at this a lot from a, a B2B yeah. SaaS community kind of thing. Other communities are going to have different stats, but I think at the end of the day, the moral really is make sure you're collecting data, make sure you know how to tell the story about that data yeah. and report on it early and often. Hey, with that, thanks for another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Thanks, Nicole.